celebrate some birthdays and anniversary first. Uh, happy birthday to Kevin. Kevin, right here. Happy birthday, Kevin. To Candace Rose, Tristan Fletcher, and Josh Cutler. Also, we've got anniversary uh, congratulations to Rick and Debbie Barr. All right. They've got Donna Carol Smith in here, but their anniversary is in October, so I'll get with Jeanette and get that, get that straight out. Uh, Warren Arisha? Where Right there, okay, you guys, and Tom and Laura. So, uh, congratulations to all those folks. Uh, also, thank you for the flowers. Flowers are in memory of Frank Little's birthday, so thank you very much for those. Some things to remind you of. First of all, the the United Methodist women had breakfast this morning, and there's there's still some left over. So, after the service today, coffee hour, run downstairs and uh, and grab some of that. So, help yourself to that. Uh, also, if you haven't done it yet, and I think you guys are going to talk about this, but uh, there's still time to sign up for Vacation Bible School. You can sign up online, or there are forms on the table in the north there. So uh, do that as well. And the biggest reminder I've got for you is next Sunday, we're going to the summer hours for services. So the service will be at 9 o'clock instead of 10. So if you come at 10, you're going to miss it. Are there other announcements that need to be shared? I will just say out loud, I'd like to invite everybody to our first luncheon. Uh, it's mentioned in your bulletins. Uh, United Methodist Women is having a brunch. Since we changed our time of the service to 9, we didn't think salads would be very appealing at 10 o'clock in the morning. So we're going to do brunch, so eat light before you come to church, and then we will have uh, brunch for you. So, on the 25th of July. And with that, there's a sketch. Okay. Hello, friends. My name is Lighthouse Keeper Jeff, and I'm here to invite all of you to join me at Discovery on Adventure Island BBS. At Discovery on Adventure Island, we are all called explorers. Let's welcome our puffin friend, Beacon. Hello, Lighthouse Keeper. I'm ready for our adventure. Welcome. Wow, Beacon. Way to fly into discovery with Adventure Island BBS. Thank you, Lighthouse Keeper. I heard that our time on Adventure Island involves some kind of quest. Right you are, Beacon. While at Discovery on Adventure Island, we'll be on a quest in search of God's great light. This quest takes place on an island covered in colorful trees, plants, and flowers. What will we discover on our quest at Adventure Island? Well, on our quest, we'll be in search of God's light of love, trust, faith, joy, and of course hope. Sign me up! I'm ready for this quest! What else will we do at Discovery on Adventure Island? Well, there will be some cool music, some exciting science, creative crafts, fun creation, and memorable Bible stories. Tell me more so I can let all my puffin buddies know too! <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about this? During each session, we will discover a Pathfinder, a 
I'm going to say it, then you guys repeat it. Arise, shine with love. Arise, shine with love. Arise, shine with trust. Arise, shine with trust. Arise, shine with faith. Arise, shine with faith. Arise, shine with joy. Arise, shine with joy. And arise, shine with hope. Arise, shine with hope. Ready to arise and shine, Lighthouse Keeper. Why don't you plan to join us on Discovery on Adventure Island? It runs from July 12th to the 16th, starting at 5.30 to 8 p.m. <laughs> Registration is going on now. You can sign up online, check your emails, or there's some papers in the back that you can fill out. Um, I'm ready to arise and shine at Discovery on Adventure Island. Hope to see you guys there. I'm ready to. See you later. Please uh, be in an attitude of worship as we enter into this time. Lord, you told us, let the, the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Send the Holy Spirit to us to help guide both children and youth as they learn and develop their talents and abilities to honor you. Let us instruct them in your teachings and let them always feel your unconditional love. May we be, be on this journey together forever. Amen. The Light of Christ reading is from John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him. For we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Please pray with me. Dearest Dear Heavenly Father, you hold us safely in your arms as a mother hen cares for her chicks in the nest. You speak gently to us when we are afraid and comfort us when we stumble and fall. You formed us in our mother's womb and you guided her hands in love as she, in turn, gently pushed us to take our first steps. You love us so much that you call us your children as surely as we are children of our human parents. Thank you, Lord, for your continued loving guidance as 
God, to honor our children and to raise them according to your divine goodness. Thank you, God, for acknowledging these children. As we are called to nurture our children in the Christian faith, we pray for your divine guidance. Thank you, God, for the children listening to your voice today. Help us, God, to be intentional and loving towards all of the children of our community. Thank you, God, and we want to honor you in the way we love our children. As we hear the call of Jesus to make disciples, help us to reach out to the children in our congregation, our faith community, our neighbors, and the world. Thank you, God, for helping us to build a bridge of trust and a pathway of hope for children to embrace you. Help us to be good parents, guardians, and role models, and servants to our children. Thank you, God, for creating these beautiful children. As we celebrate the children, help us to hear the call of Jesus to let the little children come to me. Do not stop them for the kingdom of God belongs to them. As we gather today for worship, we pray for children everywhere, and as we hold them close to you with your protecting them and watching over them, go before us and forgive our mistakes as we try to follow you by holding them close, having passion and forming and nurturing them
today is Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. Some people brought sheep, children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples scolded the people. When Jesus noticed this, he was angry and said to his disciples, Let the children come to me, and do not stop them, because the kingdom of God belongs to such of these. I assure you that whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on each one of them, and blessed them. And our response today is, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. How fortunate we are when we uh, decided to do this, this service. Uh, that we have uh, two, and actually we have more, but two that were willing to put together their message this morning. Um, Sue Hoover, who teaches second grade, and Erica Barnett, who is a counselor for junior high. So I will turn the program over to Erica. So, um, yeah, so today's uh, presentation is about per our perseverance in the midst of uncertainty. Um, I am a, well this past year I was at Chardon um, Middle School. I was a um, fourth grade and sixth grade school counselor. Um, and Sue Hoover, who cannot be here today, um, she helped also put this presentation together. Um, but she is also, um, she is a second grade school teacher at Eastside Arts Academy. Um, and so we had to two totally different perspectives. Um, as my school was mostly 100% in person um, all the whole school year, except we had, um, I think, when a lot of everywhere went um, virtual um, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, um, we also went virtual. Um, whereas Sue Hoover, her experience was 100% um, virtual until um, she said it's March um, and they started to go hybrid and then um, they went to 100% in person um, at the end of the school year. So two different perspectives and then um, a lot of schools even weren't hybrid the whole school year. So they were um, a hybrid um, looks like um, where, well from my experience of my school hybrid, um, students would take turns. So there was a group A and a group B, and they would take turns on different days coming in to the school um, as to have less kids in the building. So I want to start off with um, a Bible verse. Um, all of my Bible verses that we found um, were about perseverance. Um, so this is from Psalm 56, um, or chapter 56, verse 34. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God I trust and am not afraid. What can more, more mere mortals do to me? All my notes here. <laughs> um, so um, let me just give you some background of like kind of what I experienced, and then I'll share what um, Sue. Uh, at her school. So at my school we were 100% in, in person as I said. We went virtual for about two and a half weeks. Um, 
But leading up to that, it was every day. Were we going virtual the next day? So it was just very um, uncertain what our day would be the next day. Um, just watching the news and just, you know, just to see what, what the next day would hold for us. Um, my experience is my own children had to quarantine. So um, when they did go into um, virtual, I was not there the week before that happened. They threw out map testing, which is our, um, like a benchmark uh, for the state, or just to kind of keep up with the kids. Um, so they had to throw that out before all the kids went virtual, because they did know two days before we went virtual the next week that, that we were going virtual. So they threw out testing to these kids, and um, I will say it was not great testing. <laughs> so um, as you will see in some of our discussions, um, the scores had gone down for a lot, for a lot of our students um, with all this going on. Um, so coming back after Christmas, um, we did go back to 100% in person, whereas the high school remained hybrid um, until it, in the spring when they could go back to 100% in person. Um, we do offer, and it was a state mandate that all schools um, in Ohio offer 100% virtual um, to student, to families, so if they wanted to be virtual. So we also had um, classes that were 100% virtual, um, and that would, for my experience, it was about 25 to 30 students that were virtual for the school year. Um, but they also had the opportunity to um, come back in person, and also we had students that decided in the winter time that they wanted to go virtual. Um, so for me, as a school counselor, what it looked like for me is um, trying to to juggle the in-person students and the virtual. So a lot of my check-ins with my virtual students, it was a hundred percent academic piece. Um, you know, getting on them, like, why, why, why is there um, a decrease in, our, in the grades, right? And trying to help those students uh, feel motivated and to um, attend their classes. Um, but throughout my school year, anxiety and academic concerns were my top two referral um, to guidance. Um, talk about Sue here. Um, she is at Eastside Arts Academy and Constellation School in Cleveland. Um, and again, she was virtual till March 1st, and she has kindergarten through sixth grade. Um, options for all students, again, to also be 100% virtual the whole year. Um, after March 1st, she said she went hybrid and um, by mid-April, all of the students, if they wanted to be in person, they could be. Um, she said that testing showed that 90% of students were struggling academically. Students chose virtual, had difficulty staying on task, um, and Cleveland City Schools promoted every student, ready or not, therefore all Cleveland schools followed. Um, and then that's also for my experience, I mean, I don't know how much they hold back in middle school, because again, this is my first year in middle school, um, but we didn't hold anyone back either, so. 
So I have another Bible verse here, Luke chapter 1, verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. So um, I'm going to show some clips from my school. Um, this is a, a typical desk. I had my Chromebook and two desktops, which was very cool to navigate. Um, your mouse could go from one desktop to the other. I never experienced that before. <laughs> Um, but this is a picture of some meats, some kids on meats. Um, they're not showing their face, but the kids could always like, um, oh, Jeff just lifted her, it's okay. Uh, they could create little icons. Um, this is a picture of our cafeteria. Just stop for Jeff, it's okay. <laughs> uh, our cafeteria had um, space seating um, to limit the closeness. Um, so the kids had dots on their tables where they would go and sit. Um, and there's a picture of the students. Um, they were actually doing an activity in the cafeteria at lunchtime for me. Um, at the beginning of the school year, I'm a big person on assemblies, so I was like, how can I get for Red Ribbon Week our police officer to come in and talk to the students? So I held a live uh, virtual assembly. <laughs> so he spoke um, through a Google Meet um, to our students. Um, towards the end of the year, this is a picture of the end of the year, we um, went into the third grade, the elementary schools, but you can kind of see in that bottom picture, and it's kind of hard to see there, but um, that's a third grade classroom. They got their shields up. We had um, portable virtual shields. Um, but then the students, because we were 100% virtual, a lot of the mandates were going away, they also got to come to our building and tour. Um, we just spread them out in our, um, next slide, in our, we call it LGIR, but it's a big, like, um, auditorium, yeah. Um, and then here's a kiddo with his portable shield, Chromebook. Um, something that was unique to this school year is that paper was not used hardly ever. Teachers created all their assignments um, on the Chromebook. So, goodbye paper. <laughs> um, I thought I wanted to share this picture because it was neat. Um, we still had the ended choir. It was just uh, definitely social distance in the beginning of the school year. Um, a parent had made some masks for the instruments to be played, so that was kind of neat. Um, and you could see a very little picture there of their masks that were specialized for their instrument. Um, again, and at the end of the school year, we got to go on to um, some field trips, yay, as long as it wasn't um, connecting with other community people, we, as long as we were just, it was just us. So um, we took the students um, to Lake Farm Park, we went on a Good Time 3, and some of the groups Classes got to go geocaching and on hikes. And there's another picture of our Lake Farm Park visit. All right, so this is uh, next Bible verse. It's from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we, will, we shall reap if we do not give up. So we had a lot of obstacles. Um, and so these are some of the slides that Sue had put together. Um, 
And I'm just going to kind of, as Jeff's going to very slowly go through the slides, I'm just going to read some of our um, obstacles and then our solutions to some of these obstacles. So our obstacles we had um, was getting technology to every family's home. Um, I think this, was, this is more coming from Sue. My school had one-to-one, -one, so every student had a Chromebook. Um, and then we did, um, all, all my students had internet too, whereas that was a big obstacle for Sue. She had families with no internet service or very little. Another obstacle was getting the food to the kids who were virtual. Um, getting lessons or materials or supplies to the children. Um, for us, uh, and I'm sure it was for her too, if they had any children go, go into quarantine. Sometimes that was very unexpected. I know from my own experience, uh, we had a whole bus that was, I want to say January, the whole school bus was exposed to someone with COVID. They had to go um, into quarantine. They all got sent home. Um, and so, oh my gosh, you know, what are we going to do the next day? How are they going to get their education? So that was, I'll explain that in our solutions later, but um, students that were just unexpectedly sent to quarantine. <coughs> Um, attendance is an obstacle. Students checking in online, being present when they're supposed to be in class on um, virtual in their classroom meets. Uh, the lunchroom. This was big for me as a school counselor. I had so many children. I'm eating alone or parents calling. My daughter's eating alone. She won't say anything. Or um, So I'll, I'll share my experience with that in a little bit. But the lunchroom was very big this school year. Um, they weren't used to having assigned seats. They could sit with their friends. and That, that was different. The hallways was an obstacle. We had to create one-way hallways. Um, so in order that we wouldn't have congestion or kids running into each other. One-way hallways. My school and Sue had that. Um, no more water fountains. So kids had to bring an obstacle was how are they going to get water and get a drink if they needed it. Another obstacle, limiting number of students in the restroom for social dis dis distancing. Um, supplies or books, where to put them and not share their supplies and their books. Uh, a big one for Sue was and, and some of our students, it was background distractions when they were virtual, uh, noises from a TV or siblings or hearing some adult language. Kids getting knocked off the internet was a big obstacle. Parent interference, needing the parents' help. Sometimes you got too much parent, too much parent help. Sometimes you didn't have any, so it was, that was an obstacle. Teaching the young kids tech skills. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine how Sue had to handle kindergartners, learning how to work a computer, those things. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, teaching them this tech. So, some of the solutions. Uh, go over some of these. Um, so, when our kids went quarantined, uh, went into quarantine, 
Uh, our solution for that was to hold live meets because they were not able to just join our virtual classrooms. So what the teachers did is they would project their meet while they taught in front of the class. Um, so they just had a computer as a student instead of the student being present actually there. But they were on the computer and they, they watched and um, learned through a Google Meet. So it was live. Uh, each teacher ended up taking it, so for the attendance piece, each teacher ended up taking attendance for each class because that was very hard. Originally, it was like the kids had to check in online in the morning, but then they disappear for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, so our solution to this was they had each teacher had to take attendance at the beginning of the lesson. They still would disappear. <laughs> so uh, it became then a, a rule that they had to keep their screen on uh, the camera. So the teacher had to see their face, or at least the body part, right? So they knew they were present in that room. Um, or if, you know, maybe a child had anxiety and they didn't want to show their screen, that was okay. If a teacher called on them, they had to respond instantly. Um, those things would be counted against them. If they weren't present, uh, they would get marked as absent. And attendance was a big thing for us uh, in the middle school. And they had 90 minutes for their virtual class. Usually, I would say the teacher would teach at the beginning and then they would send them off to do an assignment alone. Um, but they had these things called breakout rooms where they would throw the students um, into um, little groups, um, virtual groups, where they could talk to each other still. Uh, our lunchroom obstacle was again students sitting alone. So I did many visits to the um, lunchroom helping students find someone to sit with. Um, it was hard because students wanted to just move or maybe, you know, middle school, your friendships change one week to the next week, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, helping them, it had to be approved for them to be able to move uh, tables. That just became very hard uh, for a lot of students. Some kids would just be left out. You know, there are only groups of three, and there's a group of four friends. It was a challenge that was big. Um, for Sue, her students all ate in their classroom. Uh, and that's, I think that's how Crestwood was, too. My son had to eat in his classroom the whole year. Um, the hallways. The one way, um, actually, this is probably going to be uh, continued at my middle school next year. They loved it. It worked out great. Students got used to it. Um, really helped with, I guess, a lot of congestion that they used to have. So um, that's a obstacle that got solutionized, and uh, it's going to work for now on. So the water fountains being closed. Um, the kids. Then uh, our solution was that they could bring water bottles. Um, and they had the new water fountain, water bottle fillers. Um, and it definitely became necessary when it got warmer here in April and May uh, that they needed to bring water. 
And our bathroom obstacle um, was how to limit the students in the bathroom. So at the my middle school, we had the students wear lanyards, and then they had to leave their lanyard on a hook outside the bathroom, limiting it to four students in the bathroom at one time. That was a, that was helpful. Um, all students traveled with all of their things. Um, they were loaded. They were loaded book bags. I will say they were pretty heavy. We even had one young girl um, had a hip, ended up having a hip problem because her book bag was so heavy. Um, so they had to travel with their, their things. Eventually they were able to have lockers. Um, and at the beginning of our school year, um, our students in fourth grade, they stayed in their classroom for their specials. Um, that also helped. Uh, and that's the same for Sue. She said all of her specials teachers um, went to the classroom. And then one of her, um, one of the solutions for her obstacle of like how to get the parents is that they had to involve the parents. A lot of phone calls, getting the parents involved was very crucial as a solution for her. here from her classroom. Some of these are towards the end or when they're in person. I think she showed like some of how her classroom was hybrid. There were very few students. Uh, her kindergarten graduation looked very different. They're all spaced out. Looks like parents or older kids are behind them.
invitation to offering. Um, as in the last many months, we've asked you just to drop your offering if you brought it with you today in the um, dish in the back on the chair. Um, you can mail it, uh, you can pay it online, or drop it off at the church office during office hours. And we so appreciate your continued tithing. Um, it's very important to keep this church going, and we appreciate it so much. Would you join us, join me in unison prayer to God? Precious Lord, we hunger for the light and strength that only the Spirit can bring. Be us and strengthen us as we learn to be others. Fill us with the breath of your Spirit as we search our hearts. Take our lives as proof of our faithfulness. Take our gifts as proof of our love. Use them to your purpose and your honor. And would you please stand and stand?
you know, I can't just not say anything and be here. We can't, we can't do that. So I have to leave you with some closing words today. And so I will leave you with these. Before us, it is blessed. Behind us, it is blessed. Below us, it is blessed. Above us, it is blessed. Around us, it is blessed as we set out with Christ. Our speech is blessed as we set out for God. With beauty before us, with beauty behind us, with beauty below us, with beauty above us, with beauty around us, we set out for a holy place indeed. Amen. Have a wonderful week.